1: Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Lincoln Shrike. Again, no video this week. You're just hearing our voices and seeing a logo. But if you want to just skip the middleman and go straight to the audio only, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We hope to have the video back and going with our super producer, Alon, next week. So you guys cannot see Lincoln's beautiful house for this episode. Lincoln, how
0: is your beautiful house? Uh, It's good. It's it's we're we're upgrading it almost constantly. It's good. It may not look that much different, but I can tell you that there have been changes made to fi- my financial situation and to this house. And I'm wearing a hoodie right now and it's you know, it's not just cuz it's raining here in Taylor, Texas, it's also cuz I have the AC working and I may be, mm. you know, I may be going a little overboard with it right now, enjoying it to the point where I'm going to wear a hoodie uh, in, in the house cuz previously it was hanging out in as little clothes as possible, which mm-hmm. sounds strange. More worrisome than it needs to be, but it was—it was just so hot, so hot. Eighty-three degrees at night. I mean, you—you you can only you can only handle that so long. You know, I—I I tried to get into the mindset when my air conditioner really, really wasn't really working, thinking like, man, people in the eighteen hundreds—they like mm-hmm. this is their life. I mean, people lived in Texas before that, but I just—I'm just not as tough as as. The people in the in the 1800s, apparently, I just can't handle it.
1: Well, you're famously anti-air conditioning. Your car <laughs> doesn't have air conditioning. Last I right. checked, I haven't been in your car now in probably yeah. a year. Yeah. Uh, what's the update on that?
0: No, that one, I mean, that. first of all, I haven't driven that car. In, I mean, I've driven it probably once uh, since, I mean, once or twice since, uh the pandemic started in March here. <clears throat> so definitely the air conditioning has not been fixed in that. That just okay. was not a worthy worthy uh expenditure for me, just knowing how many I have. So no, that would still be hot if there was if we had to attend a track meet at Mike A. Meyer Stadium, we would still be sweating <laughs> like we were last June when we went to the NCAA Outdoor Championships, which I know we keep talking about this, but man, that seems like that was a decade ago.
1: Yeah, only 10 months ago, you picked me up. For some reason, I didn't have access to my car. You're thinking 14,
0: just, you're thinking 14 or 15 months, but yeah, yeah, close enough, whatever.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I got a ride with you, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say I wasn't appreciative of the ride, because I always <laughs> like it when friends help me out, but we got on the freeway, and there was a traffic jam on the freeway, so we weren't moving, and then it became clear you had no AC. <laughs> And I can't ever remember being that hot in a car in my entire life, and I grew yeah. up in Las Vegas, I yeah grew up in Las Vegas. <laughs> usually you get at least the wind from outside or the a c one of the two. I had none, yeah, um, I think I was sunburnt by the time we got to the stadium and then we went and watched Grand Holliday run really fast
0: it it, it was good good it, day it gives you the appreciation of what it's like to to be in a toaster uh that's basically <laughs> what that felt like, yeah, 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 that was uh that was not our best move ever um but uh. I've had the I've run the gamut from not having it in the car to not having much of it in the house, and so I'm I'm gonna enjoy it right now by uh, soaking up my air my my the cool air conditioning and then not driving my my 2007 Yaris right now.
1: <laughs> if someone walked by in the freeway and offered an air conditioner at that moment, I would have just given them my credit card. And they wouldn't even need to tell me the cost. If they could have just guaranteed. That that they during this traffic jam we're not moving anywhere. Hey, can you just take 20 minutes and just really speed this up? i would been like Lincoln, this one's on me because I can't live like this for the next. I
0: understand. Days. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't find it. the car is probably worth about 900 dollars, and so I didn't yeah, find yeah. it worth the money to put the air conditioner in there. So it's just a it's just a um, financial decision I made there. I'm I'm really savvy when it comes to those types of things. Um, but uh, that's where we're at. You knew the house was coming, so
1: you knew you had to just save every single penny. All right, let's talk about seventy-five percent of the track season MVPs. We're not—we're not midway point. We're not at the end of the year, but we wanted to take stock of who's really performed well this year. Yeah, and just we could just call these awards. We could just call yeah. these uh, twenty-twenty track awards. So far, do we want to say mid season? We can't say mid season, right? Not
0: in that's September. Not. I mean, I think it's safe to say the season will wrap up in October at the latest. At that yeah. point, we're not we're not at the mid season. We're we're. I think seventy five percent is correct. I mean, I know that's a really nice headline for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> who's who's leading the charge heading into? heading into the last quarter. I, I will say, though, as you pointed out, looking at the, some of the start lists for the Diamond Leagues remaining, I mean, mostly Americans are done, and not all the people we're going to talk about, obviously, are Americans. But yeah. the 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 domestic part of the season, the small beans meets seem to be done, and the Americans competing in Diamond Leagues seems to be wrapping up. So uh, it felt appropriate. Also, it's just a product of what we have to talk about. There's, You know, we've we've talked about running cross-country in the snow. We've... Mm-hmm. We've laid out the rankings that that for the cross country that aren't going to take place at least in 2020. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just we're, we're we're running out. It's a Wednesday show, Kevin. We got to find something to talk about.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a snappier title. I know you and Gordon will preview the Brussels Diamond League meet on mm-hmm. Friday, which could obviously produce some headlines and maybe some different award winners. So if we stumble on something yeah. better, then we'll definitely use oh. that. You brought up you brought up cross country. Uh, we recorded an episode yesterday where we were discussing the executive committee vote to go and put forward to the competition committee, the idea of a winter cross country season culminating in a national championship in March. Mm -hmm. Shortly after we posted that, there's been an update to the story (laughs) that it's probably not going to happen. So classic. I don't know if you've revised your article Mm. yet, but, uh, I think the headline on the site right now, we're talking about, we have a thing up there about winter cross country and, uh, it seems – talking again to to people who are close to the process with knowledge of the process, they seem to think that that idea has
0: been spiked. That was – wow. What a fun uh, 36 hours though that we had. Was you it even 36? Yeah. Like, it was like
1: – well, maybe 36. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to do, do the, the journalist cliche and just say I stand by my reporting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should. Your reporting
1: yeah. was hundred percent accurate. Well, it
0: Four. wasn't actually 100%. my reporting, it was you and Gordon actually reporting and me me writing it, collaborative. it down. But, it was a triple byline. We we yeah. only
1: have the ability in our <laughs> editing software to put one byline there, but yeah. that was a New York Times front page yeah. three person uh there you go. Special. Three hundred words, three people. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, that's disappointing to me. I was as you as we said before, we went on air. I mean, I was kind of preparing myself to get excited. A lot of people were complaining, like, "Oh, it's going to be too cold." I mean, who cares? I mean, the, it's cold at at NCAA's. What's yeah. what's wrong with just running the whole season where it's going to be cold? I mean, so I this was going to allow there to be NCAA running in in. As soon as possible. I mean, the quickest route to having NCAA track and field cross country of any sort was going to be having this winter cross country season, and I guess it theoretically could happen. But what we're hearing supposedly is that prominent track coaches are kind of shutting this down and and don't want to do this. Um, but you know, I don't know. Ostensibly, with the idea of wanting to have an indoor championships, but I, I don't think that's going to be possible. Um, just knowing that the way this this virus transmits, especially. Well, indoors, and the fact that it's already September, we're not going to have a vaccine at this point uh, in January, March, uh, February, or March. Uh, this, it's a shame. We're, it, like, we, like you said, it's kind of like if they don't do this, it's choosing to have nothing over at least something, and, and then that's, that's frustrating.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and if that's ultimately where we end up, I think a lot of people and coaches who pushed for this cross-country idea are going to be saying the same thing of, hey mm-hmm. – We maybe could have pulled off uh, cross-country. I know some of the other pushback related to cost and workload on the the athlete. I mean, you can't speak to cost. I know that budgets are tight everywhere. and We've seen programs become uh, completely eliminated. But Mm -hmm. cross-country doesn't cost a whole bunch, and it would cost even less if you have a very short season where you're just – competing regionally and then have one meet at the end that's not a huge drop in the bucket comparatively speaking
0: yeah here's an idea let's get brown the people who rallied to save their program let's get them in charge of be the pr machine for cross-country coming back in winter because Mm -hmm. they saved their team with combination of organization well basically that they were just so hyper-organized and now this this idea gets punted uh basically right as it it goes to the shelf it's It's kind of like it's any good idea going into going into the Senate or something it just immediately gets gets hammered and there's too much politics in, in in track and field and cross country um I just it's frustrating
1: those of you you can't see Lincoln's face, guys, but he's smiling as he's saying that I want yeah to know yeah that you, were, you were oh yeah there's sarcastic. there's
0: an audio deficit, sorry
1: yeah yeah i when this is over at some point there's going to be just this huge long. even if you just confine this to sports of all the things we assumed about sports that ended up being wrong all the glimmers of hope for 20 out 24 hours 48 hours sometimes that ultimately amounted to to nothing and within our small corner of the sports world we certainly have seen plenty of of that i'm yeah, I don't know where they're going to go from here. I know there's more pushback for bumping up football schedules. But, I mean, just yesterday we saw was the was it Conference USA?
0: Yeah. They're late Decide. to the party, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so they they had did they I don't know if they canceled Oh no, canceled not Conference USA.
0: You're talking about Tulsa's conference, that's the American Athletic Conference. hey, hey sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah.
1: I mix those up in my head all yeah. the time. But they 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 canceled um some fall sports i don't did they cancel football as well or no
0: mm, i didn't i didn't read read that far into it that's, that's you just very, saw the
1: cross-country thing and you're like
0: i'm out that's where i'm concerned of with um i didn't i don't know i i guess i just assumed but obviously we've seen uh, over the last month that it's different football's in a different category
1: yeah i'm seeing it here now the aac moves non-football sports to spring
0: classic well I mean like what what yeah. is that what does uh, what does that do I mean there's no what is the point of that so you're just going to compete in in conference unless everybody else do, does that i I don't know yeah. anyways all right okay
1: yeah so let's uh let's talk uh mVPs so sure. far of 2020 sure awards of 2020 um we're still again working on the title here, I'm trying to workshop <laughs> it, but I thought something would jog loose in my brain in this in this windup but nothing is there yet so i you okay. go first you okay. go first what would you well, like to sure uh who would you like to shout out here
0: okay so the concept is we're gonna have different levels of mvps because obviously if we just mvps i don't know it, it the quick the list would quickly narrow down to joshua chep the guy and Carson warholm um but hey i'll i'll start there i'll i'll, I'll pick from the the front row first i mean you got to pick a guy who beat uh Kenanisa Bikelay world record twelve thirty five. He did it while wearing a watch, and then he posted his world record <laughs> to Strava. That is a that is a big flex. Um, guy is taken in the span of one race has elevated himself to oh crap. This guy's going to be an all time great, and basically did it in the in the course of of one race. Obviously, he's accomplished a lot before this, but. When you beat a Bekele record that had stood for as long as it did, uh, and you do it in a in an, in a weird season, Chep, the guy only 23 years old, this guy's going to be, if he stays healthy, you know, if he doesn't mysteriously get washed at like 25, then mm-hmm. this guy will is going to go down, it seems at this point, as as a, as a great a la Gebrselassie a- 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 or, or Bekele. Uh, it's a little early to say that, but man, does he... Have that potential, and he showed that in in Monaco.
1: Could we say that was the breakthrough performance of the year? Or sure. Is that, sure. Is that not high enough praise?
0: Yeah, breakthrough. I mean, break. You you typically give give a little bit more reverence to a world record. I mean. I, I would say he's broken through before but I guess he did take this to a whole new level. I mean, I'm up for for litigating that. Uh yeah, if let's we want to just talk about that for forever. <laughs> I would say he'd already broken through. He's already a gold medalist two times over via cross country and and uh, the 10,000. So uh that's... What
1: what if we give him the potential great award?
0: Yeah, because, that's
1: because now he's now he's entered that conversation.
0: He's uh, did he make the leap? I think that's what it is. I mean, you could say that's the same thing as as a breakthrough, but I think he made the leap.
1: Yeah. So the leap award goes to Joshua Cheptegei. Yes. Congratulations. Um, mm-hmm. um. You could also say that was the performance. So far yes. of the season. Overall. It-
0: it got voted uh, the performance by World of Likes, the performance of the month, and I just felt bad for everyone else in that category. I mean, I, I, I assume Warholm was in there, but I also saw U.S. discus thrower Valerie Allman in there, and I just felt bad. Like you're just the nominee. Yeah, yeah. You're just the nominee that you you know you don't even show up to the award show when there's Joshua Cheptegei and I assume Carson Warholm in there as well. It's just like there's no chances at an upset there. Like we knew that that was uh, going to go to going to go to Cheptegei.
1: Yeah, I'll say like season of the year so far, seventy five percent of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. I'll put one out there for Ryan Krauser, mm-hmm. because he has you know since the pandemic, he's competed four times, according to Tila Uh In those four competitions, his winning throws have been twenty one eighty seven, twenty two ninety one, twenty two fifty six, and twenty two seventy two, and. As you mentioned before, all six of his throws uh, from over the weekend in Des Moines were over 22 meters. And then if you include the competition that was held four days before that, he threw four of his six throws. Everything but a foul was over 22 meters. And then when he threw in Georgia earlier this year, he had four throws in that series over 22 meters. So – if my math is correct, he's thrown over 22 meters 14 times yep. in 2020 uh, outdoors. In 2020, you want and if you want to do indoors, we can add more into that. But it's just been a remarkably consistent year for Ryan Krauser, and he's making 22 meters look like 21 meters basically yep. with all these with all these marks.
0: And I think we are going to get Krauser and Kovacs coming up. Soon, I believe at a continental tour meet if I'm not mistaken, so that'll be nice to see, yeah, his consistency is something to behold, as Gordon and I discussed on on Monday, and uh he deserves some praise as as possibly season of the year, although I would say Carson Warholm would like a word maybe not competing as frequently, but the infam the famous or infamous world three hundred meters world best way back in June and then mm-hmm. he runs forty seven ten to kind of knock off the Russ in in uh, Monaco and then of course the forty six eighty seven just missing the world record in Stockholm I know that's only three competitions but he also had a four hundred thrown in there after the forty six eighty seven so. He's run four races to my to my memory during during the summer period um, and all have been exceptional. So you could put an argument there for season of the year uh, as uh, for for Warholm as well.
1: Yeah. And he apparently isn't done. He's going to take at least one more shot at the world record later on in the year. I I gave him the no crowd, no problem award. That's a big
0: category. That's a big category.
1: Yeah, we're kind of getting into the office categories that Michael Scott gave out during the, during the Dundies at, at Chili's. Uh, <laughs> here with very specific accomplishments being recognized, but that's what I think of. If he doesn't run any faster than, than this, I would, I'd probably still give season of the year to, to Krauser ahead of him and then performance of the year to So who's a little bit boxed in. Mm-hmm. And then what do we do with Mondo? What about Mondo? Because that was indoor stuff, right? So we can't really give him credit for the world record if we're just talking about outdoors.
0: Well, Mondo, separate from his performance, performances outdoors, which you know have been great, have been good, but not as good as uh, they were indoors, which is through no fault of his own. He was just on fire indoors. But I, I was going to say, can can we get him aside from the pole vault? Can we get him the Craig Ingles Instagram story performance of the year? Because <laughs> His tee shot, wherever they were playing golf, and subsequent frustration and tossed, tossed golf club. While not everyone golfs, uh, I think we can all relate to wh- that 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 three second clip or whatever. So that was fun. No, I I, I kid. Uh, Mondo is just he's been fine. You know, he's been jumping six meters off and on here, uh, but relative to indoors, he's kind of hurt for, by how good he was indoors. And and then obviously how good Chepdegay and uh Krauser and Warholm have, have been. Uh he's been lost in in the greatness a little bit here. So very good. He's on a dating back to Dusseldorf, he is in February. He's on like let's see, one, two, three. Seven. He's won eleven competitions in a row. Now granted one of them was a a uh a Swedish national title, but yeah he's been good and very very good very very consistent and uh so he deserves the um let me i got to qu- quickly think of this um, racking up the w's uh award of the year i don't know yeah. okay i have him
1: i have him winning the he's winning the garden clasher ah yes and that's award. this
0: now he did tie with LaVillanie, but I, that that one should have gone to overtime and I have no yeah. doubt that he would have won at overtime. I didn't appreciate I just, you know, there's some guys who can close, Kevin, and there's some guys who are relegated <laughs> to eighth inning and I I thought that uh clearly showed his colors there by not putting everything out there for the ultimate garden clash back in May. It just was yeah. the the this it was spineless really. <laughs>
1: Raised a lot of questions, in my opinion. And Mondo's vaulting today, so his... Again, his his yes. award could change based on how mm-hmm. well he does today. Yes. Uh. Comeback Athlete of the Year Award?
0: Okay. I, I, go for Lena it. Lena
1: Irby? Lena Irby might be the one taking this home? She's yeah, I, a,
0: Yeah, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, she's... She's not... Like, smashing her PRs or anything like that, but she's going mm-hmm. and winning races, which I think yeah. is, is significant. And she ran that 200 at Drake. Shawnee Miller way well pulled up, so we didn't really get a, a great comparison there. But, you know, she beat Wadlin Jonathus, who was the yeah. best four-meter runner in the United States uh, last year in Doha and fourth best in the world. So I'm giving her the comeback.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's – her times, like you said, aren't incredibly – impressive but beating Jonathan, we know she's going to be a 400 meter runner and beating Jonathan, who was fourth in the world and I think we would have said the best in the. US right now uh, is a good sign going forward. I, Jonathan will be fitter next year than she is this year almost certainly. But when you think about how Irby floundered kind of after her huge freshman season, and then she went pro midway through kind of abruptly in her sophomore year, and then nothing really went right immediately. Now it seems like she's kind of slowly starting to get back on that level. And then you have to remind yourself oh, yeah, this is someone who ran, uh, you know, 4980 as like a 19 year old. So it's. Uh, it 's been nice to see her returning to to some to 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 a level to where you say oh she 's clearly going to be relevant in the at least in the u s next year in the four hundred and and possibly beyond mm-hmm. do you
1: have another person you'd throw in there for comeback of the year yeah,
0: certainly shannon Roberry i mean she had injury issues in in two thousand and nineteen and then I think in two thousand eighteen she had a she had a child, so it's been a long road back, but Shannon Roberry um, is somebody I had written off, I'll, I will admit, but probably should not write off someone who has been as good for as long as she did, has. Um, she's run now, what, four, 4.03. She ran that 8.40, but most impressive, in the 3,000, but most impressively was that 14.45 in the 5,000 that we know that's going to be her event almost certainly going forward. Um she has solidly put herself in the mix now to make a make another Olympic team in the five thousand. Which, um, I, di- I just didn't think that was going to be the case. I didn't. I th- I kind of thought she was done.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she made she made a lot of people uh, look foolish this year with those performances <sighs> and showed them me included. Show, yeah, particularly you. Uh, particularly me. She showed the versatility too, mm-hmm. which I think is is important because. It's not just oh she was able to to grind out like a solid 5k one time. It's like she showed this over three different distances, and you never know how the Olympic trials are gonna go. So it's just um, it's good to be able to run fast um, in a bunch of different ways in a bunch of different circumstances. there. Yes. So that's a yeah that's a well 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 earned um, award there. I guess we'll give out two in that one. There are no rules here.
0: Mm. Um, maybe the uh the veteran of the year i don't know yeah it's it's i it's think comeback is fine
1: we can just have two comebacks comeback.
0: two comebackers okay
1: i got, got another it. one here i got the best i guess new new pro transition
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: out of the college season i'm gonna give it to oliver Hoare.
0: okay because i like that pick
1: 334 353 1328 the guy yeah, just good. started jump. The guy just started jumping in, in races. I mean, yeah, and and there's no way he could have possibly been prepared for it. But he keeps racing a ton, which is great. He ran in that Sunset Tour, five thousand. He ran in the is uh, it Music City Distance Carnival? In yeah, Nashville and, in the middle of August. Yeah. He ran the race in South Carolina. He also ran that mile that was. In Colorado, unofficial mile where he, yeah, apparently ran 3:56. Just we know he likes to race a lot, but usually he's racing a lot because Gordon has scheduled him in nine events so that way Wisconsin can get on the podium and indoors. This is <laughs> this is all on his own volition here. Uh, yeah. So I think that's it'd be three for, three thirty four serious time, and a lot of this he's doing solo in the back end of these races. He's not in Monaco. He's not. In diamond league races, which you got to figure is worth, worth some extra time. Oh, for
0: sure. Yeah, that's why I want to see him. Not that he's anywhere close to, to chariot or uh, uh, Ingebritsen, but you feel like that, like you said, that three thirty four could become three thirty one easily. Maybe not easily, but 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 you know, certainly could become that if he uh, was not just winning these races, but very 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 impressive from Oliver Hoare, his travel schedule is like he's running for president. I mean, he's bouncing all over the country as he's trying yeah. to hit some swing states. Expect to see him and, in, 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 you know, maybe he'll head back to Wisconsin uh, yeah. in, in later, closer to the election. Um, no, he's, he's up- had a good year. He's had a good year. 1328, very impressive. And then he, in his main distance, he's dropped his PRs in a pandemic year. Very, that's, uh, that's not easy to do.
1: You brought up, Jakob Ingabritzen. I have him winning the category of Ingabritzen of the year. So congrats to him.
0: <laughs> That's got to be his. What is that? His third straight year of winning an mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. yeah, he.
1: You know, he's now equaled, uh Henrik's
0: uh-huh. count yeah. of three
1: as well. Philip yeah. just was right in between on both.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it, it's a great trifecta for Jakob, uh, but he. Uh, I I I see him having like a decade in a row. Uh, you know, this is just the beginning for him winning Britson of the Year. He's as as Henrik starts to fade into the twilight, and Philip, I mean, he's still good, but he's clearly been usurped by by Jakob. Uh, this is going to be a pretty long run here for for the youngest Britson. Uh, Three twenty eight is mighty fast, and you know he's eventually gonna beat Timothy Chariot, be it this year or next. It feels like it's it's coming. Um mm-hmm. it's just a it's a nice rivalry to have between these two guys. Uh I guess he did technically beat him in the two K where uh Timothy Chariot was running that in counts. a storm. That definitely counts. that definitely, that de- counts. That's
1: that out- definitely Ted- counts. Tedkin Jr. says that counts. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh but in a normal circumstance you gotta think he's gonna beat him eventually. And uh when you beat Timothy Chariot, you've got a real good chance to win gold in the fifteen hundred. And Inge showed himself as somebody who could maybe do that this year if we didn't know that already. And uh yeah, definitely Inge of the Year. Um and uh I don't know what the two other brothers are gonna start to do to to, to bring bridge that gap because little Britson is uh is running away with these titles now.
1: He's racing in Brussels in a 15 again, which is great, and there will be no chariot, which is a bummer, obviously, but yeah, that means he should win that race. He,
0: he should, should definitely. By my race. math, you remove the guy who's been beating him, he should he should win that race. Uh, is wow. it
1: too much to call it a must-win?
0: Yeah, no, it's not, because I like to put everybody on the hot seat. Um, I think it's a must-win, uh, because... <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're
1: the, 10 months out for the Olympics. You got to do it now. Right,
0: right, right. Anytime you're within a year in a meaningless Diamond League race, you need to win that or else what's the point, honestly? I mean, I think it's, we can say his, <laughs> con, his contract's at stake. Uh, definitely his position at the, at the holiday tables at the Britsons is at stake. He needs to win this.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that sets the stage nicely for, mm-hmm. for Friday. Um, do you have another one you want to do here for MVPs?
0: Well, earlier in the summer we talked a lot about the infamous AP Ranch Meets, which featured athletes either jogging or walking events to make sure they, they get their, their contracts. It's kind of like me showing up for the Monday meetings on, on our site. Uh, <laughs> it's not always my favorite thing to do, but I definitely show up just to ensure that I still get my paychecks. That's what a lot of Nike athletes were doing. But Michael Norman, to his credit for at least one event, he ran hard in the hundred, ran nine eighty six. So he gets AP Ranch Performer of the Year uh, for running one of the fastest hundreds. Or wait, is it still the fastest hundred? My, my bad. It's still the fastest hundred fastest. in the world. Uh, and he did it at a meet that we didn't even know existed before this year. It turns out it wasn't just a meet; it was a series of meets. He gets the he gets the title this year. Uh, I think the uh, the the uh the award for this is a uh takeout coupon for Outback Steakhouse. I cannot confirm that just yet, but I that feels like what would be appropriate for the AP Ranch performer of the year.
1: Yeah, that seems right. Uh I'm mm-hmm. looking up where's the closest Outback Steakhouse to think the There's got like, to be like
0: there's got to be like a few in the in the vicinity there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to get the address for him so that way he can yeah. redeem it in due time. That's a good pick. That's a good pick there. Mm-hmm. Um Shikari Richardson also. I don't know if she ran fast at that one, but she she definitely turned in some good some good performances. Yeah. yeah. So she might she might have the the women's uh title. Ranch. Yeah. locked up there for yeah. for Richardson. I'm gonna go to I don't know. What do we give Donovan Brazier? 'Cause he didn't have a better he didn't have a better performance than Warholm or guy Yeah. Right? He didn't he can't yeah. have he's, he's not coming back like Shannon Robert yeah. was, so you can't give him that. His series of performances were impressive, but I don't know if it was better than a Krauser or a Warholm either. I just hmm. uh I don't know what to I mean, he won a lot.
0: Yeah, way. Donovan Donovan Brazier, I'm still the best of the year award. Uh perhaps that's it. Um Donovan Brazier, I can run one forty three in my sleep uh, award. Uh I don't know either one. I'm 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 spitballing here, but Making uh, it look easy award. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, winning in any uh winning in any situation award. Efficiency award. Let's call it the efficiency yeah. award. There you go. I like that. That's better.
1: His wins didn't matter the distance, whether it was a mixed gender relay, whether it was a two by two by four, whether it was a fifteen hundred, whether it was an eight hundred. He was just cruising the whole the whole year. And mm-hmm. we heard that he had a issue with his plantar fascia. So that's why he ended his season um, a little earlier. But I don't know how many more meets he would have ended up running anyway. I think he got a lot out of out of the year. He did. Um, and then I guess we have to give Bryce Hopl an award then, too for being like that close to brazier
0: yeah he's the uh by default of Clayton Murphy not competing he's now the second best American in the eight hundred so he gets that award bumping up the the crucial one spot from third to I guess maybe you could argue he made that leap already though by beating Murphy in the Doha finals so maybe he he's position he just uh he's further entrenched at this as the second best eight hundred meter runner in the in the uh in the u s okay. but also suddenly a medal a medal favorite yeah maybe award?
1: he's the efficiency award winner cuz he ran one race outdoors instead of a second there PR he goes the maybe that's that, more efficient
0: that is that's pretty efficient to lop a sec over a second off your pr and then just be like that is it i'm how, calling it a season how about the
1: one and done award there you go Sopple?
0: yeah the one and done i like the it one and done.
1: yeah i mean you if you want to include indoors that's fine but we're not we're not doing that for the express purpose yeah of these MVPs because they are very, very serious. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to meet organizer of the year. Okay. And I was thinking of giving it to whoever came up with the impossible games.
0: Yeah. That's you, or, or, the or, the inspi- Clash, inspiration or the inspiration
1: games. games. Right. But you know, that was the whole, I thought the Kenyan thing uh, wasn't fair on the 2k. So I'm, I'm throwing them out. The, inspiration games Noel Isles ran 185 meters they're disqualified (laughs) i'm gonna go stateside here i'm gonna give it to pete julian and the big friendly crew wow because uh they got other teams to show up too it wasn't just like a time trial and they had some big name athletes and uh it was uh it was it was interesting to see pete julian morph into uh meat management yes health official (laughs)
0: Yes. Yeah. No. They they did a great job bringing teams, other teams from the Pacific Northwest out there. OTC Elite, Brooks Beast, uh, some other smaller teams. Um, I I very much enjoyed the friendlies. The names were unique and fun every time out. And we got most importantly, we got to see Donovan Brazier in his element. He ran a fifteen hundred that was hilarious in its in its ease. Um, I did enjoy it. And like you said, I think critical that they welcomed other teams in because let's be honest, BTC, they had a lot of great inter- entertaining meets. They re- had American record go down in the in the women's five, you got Mohamed running twelve forty seven, but they didn't let anybody else in. It was just an isolationist type of a thing. And I, I like I like for a little bit more diplomacy when it when we're when we're talking about these these pandemic meets. I, I, I enjoyed some some legit competition that you didn't necessarily see with the Bowerman track club. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I gave I gave the Batman Track Club an award though too. What was it? As a whole, I get the group of the year.
0: Group of the year? Mm-hmm. Fair. <sighs> group, I mean, all uh, those
1: PRs, all those. Yeah,
0: PRs. there's just. I'm, that's true. They no, they they deserve it. They just like, there there's there's not much competition left in the U.S. Uh, for group of the year, they they're gonna get that surely by by numbers uh, alone, but. I'll say they earned it with getting a guy running twelve forty seven, and and then of course fourteen twenty three and fourteen twenty six by Huley and and Schweizer. Yes, they deserve it. They also got Matthew Centrowitz doing his own version of an AP Ranch meet by running in three flat in an in an eight hundred. So, uh, they they ran the gamut from running fast to simply checking a box for number of times competed. So Bauerman was. You could put them in the Efficiency Award as well. They could have hit a number of boxes here. But, yeah, they're, uh, they're deserving of, of your title.
1: Yeah. I just thought, you know, holistically, um, mm-hmm. you know, they have so many people, so they're at a bit yeah. of an advantage. But also, yeah. it seems like forever ago, but those, the Houlihan and the Ahmed and the Schweizer 5Ks were in- incredible. Now, yeah, they they've were. been overshadowed a bit by those 4 by 1500s and the Elimination of 2K, <laughs> but I don't want people to forget that at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, it, and of, of course, the yeah, the 4 by 1500 they got the world record, which, I, as we all know, that's one of the most cherished world records of all time. So, um, impressive, impressive stuff. No, I'm just kidding. I've been sarcastic throughout the entirety of the show. Apologies to people who don't appreciate my sarcasm, um, but no, it was a good year for them. Uh I think it's been more so actually overshadowed by the legitimate competition that's gone on in Europe. And we are like, I know we can't have that in the U.S. right now necessarily. But it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this is what we want to see. We want to see people who aren't training partners racing each other. That's been nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say meat of the year would be Monaco overall.
0: Yes. Yes. You're going to find that one hard to hard to top.
1: AP Ranch a close second for me <laughs> on my scorecard though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, understandable.
1: Yeah, all right. I got a couple emails here. I want to read okay. we go. Um, I'm ready. Charles wants to know what happened to the video. We'll <laughs> give It's it's on the comeback Monday. It's ask our to...
0: ask our colleagues who told us late last week who said you guys aren't having video this week and it's just like, all right, I guess we're not important.
1: Yeah. uh Here's one for from Aaron. He says, I'd like to hear a discussion of fast times off very little racing. This seems to be a year of the Rust Buster, then a world-slash-American-slash-personal record. How can that be? Does racing just a few times a year increase performance, or is this a small sample blip? seems like 400 guys can break 10 in the 100, but, 100 guys, uh, but the 100 guys are slower this year. What's that all about? Oh, seems mm-hmm. like 400 guys can break 10 in the 100, but 100 guys are slower this year. He's talking about Norman. Um, also seems like the longer the distance, the faster the times compared to a normal distribution. Can we do some number crunching and see if that's <laughs> true? Uh, and what happened to the field events? If Mondo can have a pole vault pit, then Krauser can easily have a shot put ring. Are all the high jumpers just laying off, laying on huge mat floating somewhere in the Caribbean or what? Uh, man, the stats, I guess that's a Gordon question here, but what mm. are your uh, non numbers based? What do what your feelings
0: mm. tell you about this My question? impression. Um, well, one, we've never had a season like this, so we're we're seeing athletes open up. It's their first race of the year. I think I've discussed this, but it's also their first race of the year is in July and August, so they're mm. going to be fitter than they would normally be in in April. Maybe save Michael Norman, who's just always ready to go. Uh, as far as the hundred, is he, he mentioned something about like why the hundreds haven't been fast, like for yeah. normal hundred-meter runners. Well, because one of them is currently suspended for going to Macy's uh, while he was supposed to be taking a random drug test. Uh, Christian Coleman's not there. That's why the hundreds hasn't popped off, in in all likelihood. Uh, Lyles, yeah, but the
1: hundred is more than one person. You can. Have it a is more
0: than one person, person, but I mean, Lyles is hasn't found a, the perfect race to do it I mean the hundred is oh. is and isn't more than one person. I mean Christian Coleman was kind of holding it down for how fast people people run uh I don't know I mean the the a p ranch event was maybe just the perfect conditions. I'm sure Lyles could have run faster there uh you know i I don't know i I just don't think there's a ton of other dudes right now in the hundred uh, degrasse showed up, but he wasn't in anywhere near his normal fitness. There's your silver medalist and then uh who who got bronze? Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Gatlin. I mean Gatlin didn't really do much uh, when mm-hmm. he was there and then and then Grasse is your bronze medalist, and he wasn't in shape. So I don't know, there's no depth in the 100. And when you take out the best guy, I mean it's left to, it's basically left to Lyles to run fast and he just wasn't doing it or didn't have the right conditions to run fast um, in in 2020. He tried to run a fast 200. It was 15 meters short. Uh, I thought for a second he had run 1890. I mean, we're all off our game right now, right? Uh it's there's there's no excuse. And I I just think the distance the distance thing, uh distance athletes running fast. I think I don't think you need as many races to get sharp in a, for a distance event than than maybe you need as a sprinter. That's my no research based uh assumption or or analysis from what we've seen this year. I think I, and I look at it, and my example is always Elliot Kipchoge. The guy literally races twice a year, and mm-hmm. he doesn't run any tune-up races, and he's either running 159 in an exhibition or 201. It's You you don't need the races that you need in, in the sprint events to to get sharp.
1: Mm-hmm. We totally overlooked Bromel for comeback athlete. Year,
0: ah! Sure. Yeah, we, did, we totally did, and that's because he hasn't been competing in Europe. But yeah, he... <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, he probably is, deserves it just more of the hardships he's gone through, and I don't want to compare hardships, but but you know, how basically his career was over. Yeah, we need yeah. to we need to go back and edit. It. Let's get an eraser. Uh hopefully these weren't written down in pen. Um I haven't them
1: yeah,
0: yeah. mailed them out yet. Yeah. He uh the, that's gonna cause quite the controversy. I don't even know if we should release this. Uh he deserves it more, probably. I mean, what did he run? He ran nine mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Ran nine nine after I mean, there was a season, what, two years ago, or was it last? I mean, he ran, like, ten five. I mean, he was, like, basically not even a sprinter. And now he's, like we, – we had a podcast this earlier this year talking about, well, wait a second, if Coleman's not back, is Bromel suddenly the 100-meter favorite? So I would say that puts him as comeback athlete of the year.
1: Yeah. 9.87, windy, but win legal season best was
0: 9.90. Yeah. And
1: Claremont also ran a 9.99 and a 10.04. Both of those win legal yeah. as well. Uh, Ezra wants to know, well, he wants us to consider something. The individual winner of each of the men's and women's D2 and D3 cross country championships to qualify for an automatic spot in the D1 championships.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've done this before. Um, it seems like a relic of a bygone era. It would be fun, but at the same time, we're just trying to get back cha- championships right now. Let's not be greedy. We're just asking for competition. Um, To address the question head on, um, it would certainly be fun to do that, I guess. Um, it's in, in past eras, they've done this and like, they literally asked the athletes to run like two 10 Ks on the men's side within like a span of like three days. So there's some people that probably wouldn't want to do that. Um, but I'm sure what, what killed this was the division one coaches saying, well, wait a second. These athletes are D2 athletes. This is a D1 competition. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't necessarily fit in this, in our modern era of, of D1s, D1, D2s, D2 and D3, you know, and so on. And also those other comp, those other, uh, for all the joking that you guys like, the hard time you guys like to give me for focusing or you know paying attention to D D two and D three. I mean, those competitions are good on their own. They they don't need to be validated necessarily by where they f- face in, in in, yeah. in Division one. But I know you're gonna scoff at that. But no, I, I
1: make I I just want to be clear. I'm not making fun of D two D three. I'm making fun of you. Yeah, and that has yeah. nothing to do with you being in D two
0: and. Yeah, D3. I understand. Uh it would it would, it would be fun. What if if the idea was brought up again. Like everything in in track and field and cross country, I'd be like, oh, that's a fun idea. It's never going to happen. Even if they say it's definitely going to happen, it's not going to happen because somebody's somebody there's an executioner who takes new ideas in cross country and track and field, someone who has power and says, I'm going to kill these immediately because nothing ever actually happens. We were talking about new regional things, you know, a couple months ago. Is that actually going to happen? I don't know. I'm going on a tangent now. I'm going on my soapbox, but yeah. Every, there's somebody out there who wants everything to remain the same, basically. So fun idea. Uh, would love to see it because you do get an idea of how these guys compare because we'd love to compare the the men and women from D2 and D3 to their D1 counterparts. Um, but uh, I don't think, I don't see it happening anytime soon.
1: Let's go to Seth here. He says, Hey, Kevin, Lincoln, and Gordon. Although really just Kevin, because you're the one that reads the emails. Hmm. Seth, from Pennsylvania, big fan of the show. I've binged all the episodes in the last two months. I deliver packages for Amazon, so I have a lot of time on my hands. Love the show and some hot takes of my own. Number one, Gordon definitely won the Nick Willis signing debate, hands down. Sorry, Lincoln. We're still talking about this?
0: <laughs> hey,
1: binged it all in the last two months. He's catching yeah. up. I'm still talking about Ozark, and that's been out for a while. Yeah. Give Seth a break here. Two, a while back you mentioned if you could see any hypothetical race, what would it be? I would want to see Bolt versus Disha in a 400 in their prime, who do you think mm-hmm. would win? Ooh,
0: man. Uh, I, I'd
1: go Bolt. I'd go Bolt.
0: Uh, See, I would go Rhodesia.
1: In their yeah. prime. Yeah. See, I, I, I you'd think, have to I tell me Rudisha. when do you think prime Bolt in the 400 was because it could be much earlier in his career because he did run a lot of 400s early on.
0: Right, right. Um... Both, I, Bolt I, has
1: pretty good top end speed. I don't know if you know He this.
0: does. He does. I you know, it, it, he could probably put a little gap between he and and Radisha with the first the first 200. <laughs> uh maybe I'm being I don't know, all my picks are always wrong. Maybe I should pick Bolt, but you know, I had a feeling you're going to pick Bolt, so I wanted to go the opposite way. I wanted to zag while you zigged. So I just think, you know, just, I don't know. Rudisha would catch him. I don't know. They it would nice. You probably need to run something in the forty threes, and then so you have to believe Radisha is going to run in the forty threes because Bolt, uh, if he has any strength on him, he's going to go out in twenty one flat, and and you would think that would mean he could he could run somewhere in the twenty twenty three second or the forty three second range. Forty five
1: fifty was Radisha's PR, and Bolt's was forty five twenty eight. Uh Bolt's was from oh seven. Right? Yeah. And yeah. He didn't he never really ran a serious. 400 no. after that you why know?
0: would you when you can run 958 1919 i i wouldn't well, either
1: strong strong counter argument so i would i think that's a good pick in terms of mm-hmm. see any hypothetical race what would it what would it be uh mm-hmm. that's a good one to, to i know there was a lot of like farah versus bolt but that was more of a well, that was more like an experiment of like pure distance versus pure sprint like where's the crossover point that was more just to scratch and itch i felt like
0: yeah yes i mean we 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 never got those uh and uh i don't know we just have this tendency to want to see all-time greats compete against each other i mean it's the lebron versus mj who would who would win a who would win a one-on-one
1: i want to see that 17th best person matching up with the 19th best person i want to see what happens then i don't get get this all-time great stuff out of here
0: yeah it's overrated kevin
1: show me some mediocrity uh, He goes on to say, why do you guys have to hate on the mixed relays? They're fun and interesting. Oof. Yeah.
0: D- agree to they're disagree. Not. Yeah, yeah, they're
1: not. And what they do is they take up space in the schedule, and they prevent 400-meter yeah. runners from being able to do a 200-meter, 400-meter double. We don't need any more 400 relays for 400-meter runners. That's what I'll say. It's fine if you want to have it at the world relays. Cool, neat, fun. But yeah. if we're adding relays to the uh, – olympic or world championship program they should not be based around the 400
0: absolutely yeah no i don't unless take
1: you're with the u.s and your goal is just to get as many medals as possible and then they should absolutely be based around the 400 so
0: yeah yeah it's <laughs> uh it, i don't know i think it's corny but that's just that's just my take i mean allison felix ran it won a gold medal and she was like yeah that was kind of that was kind of a that was kind of a joke of an event. I, I don't know. Gold medal's not going anywhere near my legitimate gold medals. Let's just say that.
1: Yeah. Uh, four. He says, conspiracy. The other day I delivered a package to Mike Smith. I'm not reporting <laughs> this, but if Mike Smith leaves NAU to coach Pitt, I was the
0: first one to call it. Uh, it's possible. I've heard he's been getting huge offers. Uh, yeah, it's not a common name, so that I'm just going to assume that's that's definitely right.
1: He said to. He didn't say a Mike Smith. He said to Mike Smith.
0: To, the, the, to absolutely the Matt, Mike Smith. i it's, it's confirmed. I
1: like, I like the con- confirmed. And he's, he's not reporting it, though. Remember.
0: Not mm. reporting it. Crucial to uh, say that at the beginning.
1: Yeah. We got another one from our friends in Utah, but I'll save that for the next time we're on together. But they did say congrats on your new baby.
0: Oh. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Starting to get into a rhythm, sleeps could be a little bit more common. So it's 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 nice, Kevin.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail dot com. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Tomorrow, you'll have Gordon and Lincoln to preview the the Brussels Diamond League meet where some one hour records let's go are under threat. Let's can they go. Get,
0: can they can they run further than? T- I, my question, and we'll talk about this tomorrow, and I'm sure Gordon will have great answers for me. I mean, so the world record is. By the, for the men, it's 21,285 meters. If Mo Farah runs <clears throat> 21,286, are they going to have an accurate way to like pinpoint? Like, Is every meter going to be accounted for? These are questions I have that I'm sure Gordon will have conspiratorial answers for me. He's so. going to
1: have all the, the motion sensors on him, so they're going to be able yeah. to tell exactly where he is. I hope he leans. I hope it's that close. And yeah. When 59, 58 is on the clock, he just starts... Falling (laughs) forward.
0: Dives. Dives. This could be funny to see someone dive like the random point on the track. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: All right. Enjoy the preview tomorrow, Lincoln. I'll definitely tune in. We'll talk to you guys
0: later. Bye.